Welcome everyone to the Retro Chat Podcast. My name's Andy Evans and we are here for episode number four, where today we're going to be talking all about that iconic 80s TV series, The A-Team. Right, firstly, hope everyone is well. Hope you're all good. Uh, No guest co-host this week, so you're going to be putting up with me on my own. So what can you expect? Well, we're going to be talking about the pilot episode of the classic series, The 18 Plus, giving you a little bit of background history as well. I also asked last week and during Instagram um, for your memories of The 18, and I've had an email come in from uh, a listener, so we'll be reading that out later on, and we have a whole lot more planned as well. But before we get going, let's give you the contact details. So if you would like to get in contact with me or listen to any of the archives, etc., you can do by visiting the website, which is retrochat.co.uk. You can join us on our brand new Facebook page, which is the Retro Chat Podcast. Just search for that. Tweet us at Retro Chat Pod. Join in the conversation. Uh, I had a great conversation the other week with Justin Lee Collins, of course, from Bring Back the A-Team. So, Justin, thank you for taking the time to respond back to me. Uh, we're on Instagram at Retro Chat Podcast. We are at the Discord server, which is Retro Chat. Twitch, Retro Chat Podcast. You can email in studio at retrochat.co.uk. And also, uh, on Instagram, which we'll give you the details for one more time, we are now using IGTV. That means any of the videos that we do, uh, like this one, will be going up onto Instagram TV. So if you follow us, you can watch us not only on the YouTube channel, but also on IGTV. How cool is that? Okay, so um, last week we touched all about the Transformers, the wonderful uh, More Than Meets the Eye cartoon. Uh, Dan and I Really had a great time doing that episode. And Dan is actually going to be coming back in a couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about uh, a wrestling topic for a change, which is the life and the legacy of the late, great Owen Hart, who uh, anniversary was just a couple of weeks ago. So we're going to be talking about that. Before we crack on with the A-Team, let's talk about some announcements that have come out. Um, Well, where can we start? Master of the Universe Chronicles now being released on the podcast feed, uh, Chris Vinn, who joined us a couple of weeks ago for Secret of the Sword, uh, is giving us permission to release some of the archives. So we're now going to be doing those as bonus episodes. We've already kicked off with Jack Aleska. We've got another one coming out this week. Uh, and something that's really personal to me, <clears throat> The Squared Circle, the podcast that I really kicked off my journey along with my tag team partner, if you will, Lee Tyres, um, we're now doing from the vault bonus episodes of some of the biggest interviews that Lee and I did back in the day. So already released it's good old JR Jim Ross from 2007, 2008. And last weekend we released the Olympic gold medalist, the WWE hall of famer, uh, the icon Kurt angle, uh, that was conducted face to face in London in a hotel. Um, that interview was released on the podcast feed and we'll be releasing them maybe not every week we're going to be alternating between chronicles and tsc but you'll be getting a bonus episode every week of something for the foreseeable future as well as our normal retro chat episode all right 
So let's talk about the A-Team. And you know, I love it when a plan comes together. Now, this series ran from 1983 to 1987. Um, and it was known for really kind of being the vehicle that put Mr. T, uh, B.A. Baracus, on the map. You know, George Peppard, who was meant to be the star, uh, Hannibal, as uh, John Hannibal Smith, was a Hollywood actor who had had some dark demons, uh, knowing uh, a drunk, knowing an alcoholic. Um, and his career was on kind of the, the downward spiral. So he came into the TV, but still had that Hollywood personality. He still wanted to be the big star. Mr. T was a relative newcomer. Um, but really, I, I would say this vehicle was, was made for him. Uh, he was the breakout performer. Otherwise, we had Dirk Benedict, who, of course, was known as Starbuck in the original Battlestar Galactica, a fantastic series, uh, the original 1978, came in in episode two after the pilot because the original face man was Tim Dunnigan. And we'll talk about that in a moment. Then we had Dwight Skultz, who played Howlin' Mad Murdoch. Quite honestly, my favorite character in the entire series. I loved Murdoch. You know, I thought Murdoch was just incredible because he was just completely off the wall and it's exactly you know you wanted to know this guy uh and seeing him in the mental health unit uh doing what i do now is quite is quite appropriate i'm an hr manager i'm an hr consultant i'm a trainer of mental health so uh it, it's i don't know it's a bit of tongue-in-cheek but it's really good seeing the way that dwight skeltz portrayed murdoch and of course going on from that skeltz became uh, a voiceover actor and known as reg barkley in the Star Trek franchise from Star Trek The Next Generation, Star Trek First Contact, and Star Trek Voyager, where he appeared in more episodes than in the series that made him famous. There you go. Um, and then you had some guest actors as well. So you had Melinda Coolia, who was in season one and two. You had Marla Heasley, who joined season two, season three. Eddie Velez, who was Frankie Santana in season five. And then Robert Vaughan from The Man From U.N.C.L.E. joined in season five as well. And I think one of the things that was really iconic about the A-Team was the fact that that music, if you aren't listening on Spotify, we will try and put the theme music in. It's a benefit of being with Anchor. Um, the, the theme music got you hooked. And who now can recite the intro to the A-Team. In 1972, a crack commander unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from the maximum security stockade to Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. It was just... Uh, when you see that, it was just amazing. It just really brings back memories of a Saturday afternoon, sat with my old man in the lounge watching the 18. Uh, that whole afternoon in the 80s of uh, 80s retro nostalgia of, <clears throat> excuse me, of the 18 followed by Knight Rider. Then you have the Fool Guy, then Gladiators and then Baywatch. Yeah, perfect. Throw in a little bit of WCW Worldwide. And, and that was our Saturdays. And it was absolutely fantastic. And you know, I, I miss that. I miss, uh, I miss the, the fun of being able to sit there. I've got a two-year-old and I just really want to sit there and watch it with her. But, you know, she's not going to be interested in the 18, but there you go. Now, I didn't realize 
that it wasn't actually George Peppard who did the voiceover. It was a guy called John Ashley who did the narration. And it originally said 10 years ago instead of in 1972. They changed that in the second season, I think. Second, halfway through the second season. So let's talk about the plot of the A-Team. So it is, it's naturally episodic. And there's a few overarching stories, but it is really mission of the week. They go to a different area, they pull a different con, they do a magnet, they do a MacGyver, and they create something out of nothing. And, and they basically fight for the right. They fight for the good man going up against the bad guys. Um, they were on the run. They were uh, framed in Vietnam. And that sort of story all went all the way through. The, the five seasons up until season five, where they were eventually caught and then had to go work for the government. So it was Colonel Morrison who gave them the orders to rob the Bank of Hanoi to help bring the end of the war. They succeeded, but on the return to base, four days after the end of the war, they discovered that Morrison had been killed by the Viet Cong and the headquarters had been burnt to the ground. So the proof that they needed had been destroyed. They were arrested and they were imprisoned at Fort Bragg, from which they quickly escaped. It, it, oh, it, so many great memories about this series. Really was. I mean, we're 10 minutes in now and I don't know how long we're going to go for, but, you know, it's just, it's watching it and it was just good old-fashioned action. You know, it was being able to kind of have that suspension of disbelief and just watch an episode and go, this is really just never going to happen. You know, they, they make a rocket launcher out of cauliflowers and that defeats uh, a gang of mercenaries or something like that. But you got sucked in, you believed it. And, and that's what was so good. And the crossover was there as well. I mean, they had episodes where Boy George appeared. Uh, the immortal Hulk Hogan appeared in an episode called Body Slam. It was just absolutely incredible. Let's talk about the pilot. So as we said, the pilot um, featured a different face man. It was Tim Dunnigan who appeared in one episode. And originally he was going to be in it the entire series. He was going to be the face. But screenings and fan reaction was very negative. So in the end, they replaced him with Dirk Benedict, who I think was a much better choice. I mean, you, you've grown up with Dirk, but he's got this sort of really kind of wise guy cocky mentality that he's very slick very sly and and, and you want to kind of you know see him get his comeuppance but you, you get sucked into him as well he's the con man he is the peripheral con man and you can't help but like Dirk as face and there's some great nods throughout the series as well because you know coming from Battlestar with the Cylons you know that scene where he's breaking the fourth wall at the beginning and he walks past the Hollywood film lot does the double take is the Cylon is there as if to say, I know you, I know who you are. And just brilliant. Now, during the first three seasons of the show, the A-Team pulled in a 17 to 20% of the American households. And the first regular episode was called The Children of Jamestown, reached 26.4% of the overall TV audience, which placed it fourth in the top 10 rated shows, according to Nielsen. Um, by March of that year, the 18, which was now in a regular Tuesday time slot in the US, dropped to eight spot, but rated at 20.5. And it was only beaten carrying on that from shows such as The Cosby Show, 
However, in season four, there was a dramatic fall and it lost its position, even though television viewership increased. The ratings were stable, but less, and the season premiere ranked at 17.4%. But after that, the ratings declined. For the remainder of the fourth season, the A-Team hung around the 20%, 20th spot, far, far down from its original top 10. And after its four years on air, for its fifth season, NBC moved it to a time slot on a Friday, and that would become its fifth and final season. After seven episodes of that final season, it fell out of the top 50, and in November of 1986, NBC cancelled the series declining toward the last nine episodes of what would have been a 22-episode season. So in the end, we actually only got 13 episodes. Since then, though, it got cult status, and it's been syndicated and across the world now. Currently airing on Comedy Central here in the UK. Wow. <laughs> Internationally, it's been broadcast all over the world. Um, an international response has been varied. In 84, the main cast members, which was Peppard, T, Benedict and Scout, were invited to the Netherlands. Peppard was the first to receive the invitation, and there he thought the invitation applied only to him. When the other cast members were invited, he declined, leaving only T, Benedict and Scout to visit the country. Well, <laughs> a video was released about the event, which... The actors, including Dwight Scott, apologised and thanked everyone who had attended because of Peppard not turning. Hmm. Incredible, huh? Absolutely incredible. Who had the soundtrack? I mean, I had the soundtrack. The soundtrack was brilliant. I still listen to that right today. Just some of the, oh, just, just, just some of it. Now, I originally approached Justin Lee Collins about coming on the show. Um, to talk about his 2006 iconic Channel 4 Bring Back the A-Team show. Um, and he was presented the challenge of securing interviews and got appearances from Benedict Scouts, Heasley, Jack Ging, uh, Stephen Cannell, and Mr. T. And he eventually managed to bring them together along with William Lucking, Lance Legault, and Papad's son, Christian. Uh, T was unable to make to make the meeting but he did appear on the show for a very rare interview he doesn't really give that many interviews at that time about the a-team so for him to be sat there with justin lee collins was incredible and um jlc thank you for doing the show because it stood up there now as one of the best memories of the a-team in this modern language this modern time all right, so let's talk about the pilot. So the pilot was 90 minutes, set in Mexico, and it unveiled the cast. And it was a different type of pilot. I actually thought it was quite slow up until the second hour. Um, didn't think it had as much action as what I would have expected it to do. But it did get you hooked and you got bought in on the characters. You saw that camaraderie between Peppard or Hannibal and Mr. T. You saw that that funness that was going to develop throughout the five years between T and Murdoch. And even though Face was slightly different to how we knew him, you knew he was going to be the backbone of the entire project. So it was a good story. Again, it was very slow, very formulaic up until like the last 20, 30 minutes where the action kind of happened. And then it was all wrapped up relatively quick. But it was a good intro. 
to that series. It was a good way to kick off the eighteen. Now, I asked for some feedback, and I've had an email come in from Chris Finn, which you can see on screen. And Chris says, the A-Team was a massive part of my childhood, from collecting the figures in the classic van. The music was iconic, and it still plays well today, from being on people's phones as ringtones. I did that as well. After watching JLC bring back the A-Team and seeing how Papad and Mr. T didn't get along was surreal. One of my favourite episodes was Body Slam, which featured Hulk Hogan, and I didn't care for season five. Look forward to the next episode and keep up the good work. Well, thanks, Chris. You see, I, I'm different to you because I actually really enjoyed season five. I thought it was a fresh take on the entire property. Uh, I thought it was different, the fact that they were working for the government, where four years previously they'd been running away from the government. Um, and at the end, you, you could kind of see the story was coming to its natural conclusion. And I thought it finished at the right time. So I was quite happy with that. All right, that's it. That's it for me. If you want to get in contact with me, again, you can do. You can join the website, official at www.retrochat.co.uk, the RetroChat podcast on Facebook. Facebook. You can tweet us at RetroChatPod. You can join us on Instagram and the Discord as well. And we're also on Twitch with new videos coming out as and when we can. And email me, studio at retrochat.co.uk. If you're listening on Spotify, then leave me a voicemail. Let me know what you think. Next week, we are going to be talking. We're going to be doing a watch-along episode as well. So I'm going to give you the details of the episode. We're going to be watching the pilot of Saved by the Bell, The College Years. So it's 20 minutes. Uh, we're going to be watching the pilot with Zach Slater Screech. And if you've got it, I want you to join in as well. So that will be in a couple of weeks' time. This is Retro Chat. But for me, I will see you all very soon. Until then, take care.